Section twenty nine of the Ego and His Own. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Ego and His Own by Max Stirner. My Intercourse, Part Six. Competition shows itself most strictly connected with the principle of civism. Is it anything else than equality, egality, and is not equally a product of that same revolution which was brought on by the commonality, the middle classes? As no one is barred from competing with all in the state, except the prince because he represents the state itself, and working himself up to their height, yes, overthrowing or exploiting them for his own advantage, soaring above them, and by stronger exertion depriving them of their favourable circumstances. This serves as a clear proof that before the state's judgment seat every one has only the value of a simple individual, and may not count on any favouritism. Outrun and outbid each other as much as you like and can that shall not trouble me a state among yourselves you are free in competing you are competitors that is your social position but before me the state you are nothing but simple individuals what in the form of principle or theory was propounded as the equality of all has found here in competition is realization and practical carrying out for equality is free competition all are before the state simple individuals in society or in relation to each other competitors i need be nothing further than a simple individual to be able to compete with all others aside from the prince and his family a freedom which formerly was made impossible by the fact that only by means of one's cooperation and within it did one enjoy any freedom of effort. In the guild and feudality, the state is in an intolerant and fastidious attitude, granting privileges in competition and liberalism. It is in a tolerant and indulgent attitude granting only patents, letters assuring the applicant that the business stands open, patent to him, or concessions. Now, as the state has thus left everything to the applicants, it must come in conflict with all, because each and all are entitled to make application. It will be stormed, and will go down in the storm is free competition then really free nay is it really a competition to wit one of persons as it gives itself out to be because on this title it bases its right it originated you know in persons becoming free of all personal rule is a competition free which the state this ruler in the civic principle hems in by a thousand barriers. There is a rich manufacturer doing a brilliant business. 
and I should like to compete with him. Go ahead, says the state. I have no objection to make to your person as competitor. Yes, I reply, but for that I need a space for buildings. I need money. That's bad, but if you have no money, you cannot compete. You must not take anything from anybody, for I protect property and grant it privileges. Free competition is not free, because I lack the things for competition. Against my person, no objection can be made, but because I have not the things, my person too must step to the rear. And who has the necessary things? Perhaps that manufacturer? Why, from him I could take them away. No, the state has them as property, the manufacturer only as faith, as possession. But since it is no use trying it with the manufacturer, I will compete with that professor of jurisprudence. The man is a booby, and I, who know a hundred times more than he, shall make his classroom empty. Have you ever studied and graduated, friend? No, but what of that? I understand abundantly what is necessary for instruction in that department. Sorry, but competition is not free here. Against your person there is nothing to be said, but the thing, the doctor's diploma, is lacking, and this diploma I, the state, demand. Ask me for it respectively first, then we shall see what is to be done. This, therefore, is the freedom of competition. The state, my lord, first qualifies me to compete. But do persons really compete? No, again, things only, monies in the first place, etc. In the rivalry, one will always be left behind another, e.g. a poetaster behind a poet. But it makes a difference whether the means that the unlucky competitor lacks are personal or material, and likewise whether the material means can be won by personal energy, or are to be obtained only by grace, only as a present, as when, e.g., the poorer man must leave, i.e., present, to the rich man his riches. But if I must all along wait for the state's approval to obtain or to use, e.g. in the case of graduation, the means, I have the means by the grace of the state. Free competition, therefore, has only the following meaning. To the state all rank as its equal children, and every one can scud and run to earn the state's goods and largesse. Therefore, all do chase after havings, holdings, possessions, be it of money or offices, titles of honour, etc., after the things. In the mind of the commonality, every one is possessor or owner. Now, whence comes it that the most have, in fact, next to nothing? From this, that the most are already joyful over being possessors at all, even though it be of some rags, 
as children are joyful in their first trousers or even the first penny that is presented to them more precisely however the matter is to be taken as follows liberalism came forward at once with the declaration that it belonged to man's essence not to be property but proprietor as the consideration here was about man not about the individual the how much which formed exactly the point of the individual's special interest was left to him hence the individual's egoism retained room for the freest play in this how much and carried on an undefatigable competition however a lucky egoism had to become a snag in the way of the less fortunate and the latter still keeping its feet planted on the principle of humanity put forward the question as to how much of possession and answered it to the effect that man must have as much as he requires will it be possible for my egoism to let itself be satisfied with that what man requires furnishes by no means a scale for measuring me and my needs for i may have use for less or more i must rather have so much as i am competent to appropriate competition suffers from the unfavourable circumstance that the means for competing are not at everyone's command because they are not taken from personality but from accident most are without means and for this reason without goods hence the socialists demand the means for all and aim at a society that shall offer means your money value says they we no longer recognize as your competence you must show another competence to wit your working force in the possession of a property or as possessor man does certainly show himself as man it was for this reason that we let the possessor whom we called proprietor keep his standing so long yet you possess the things only so long as you are not put out of this property the possessor is competent but only so far as the others are incompetent since you wear forms your competence only so long as you are the competent to defend it i e as we are not competent to do anything with it look about you for another competence for we now by our might surpass your alleged competence it was an extraordinarily large gain made when the point of being regarded as possessors was put through therein bond service was abolished and every one who till then had been bound to the lord's service and more or less had been his property now became a lord but henceforth your having and what you have are no longer adequate and no longer recognized per contra your working and your work rise in value we now respect your subduing things as we formerly did your possessing them your work is your competence you are lord or possessor only of what comes by work not by inheritance 
but as at the time everything has come by inheritance and every copper that you possess bears not a labour stamp but an inheritance stamp everything must be melted over but is my work then really as the communists suppose my sole competence or does not this consist rather in everything that i am competent for and does not the workers society itself have to concede this e g in supporting also the sick children old men in short those who are incapable of work these are still competent for a good deal e g for instance to preserve their life instead of taking it if they are competent to cause you to desire their continued existence they have a power over you to him who exercised utterly no power over you you would vouchsafe nothing he might perish therefore what you are competent for is your competence if you are competent to furnish pleasure to thousands then thousands will pay you an honorarium for it for it would stand in your power to forbear doing it hence they must purchase your deed if you are not competent to captivate anyone you may simply starve now am i who am competent for much perchance to have no advantage over the less competent we are all in the midst of abundance now shall i not help myself as well as i can but only wait and see how much is left me in an equal division against competition there rises up the principle of ragamuffin society partition to be looked upon as a mere part part of society the individual cannot bear because he is more his uniqueness puts from it this limited concept hence he does not await his competence from the sharing of others and even in the worker society there arises the misgiving that an equal partition the strong will be exploited by the weak he awaits his competence rather from himself and says now what i am competent to have that is my competence what competence does the child not possess in its smiling its playing its screaming in short in its mere existence are you capable of restraining its desire or do you not hold out to it as mother your breast as father as much of your possessions as it needs it compels you therefore it possesses what you call yours if your person is of consequence to me you pay me with your very existence if i am concerned only with one of your qualities then your compliance perhaps or your aid has a value a money value for me and i purchase it if you do not know how to give yourself any other than a money value in my estimation there may arise the case of which history tells us that germans sons of the fatherland were sold to america should those who let themselves to be traded in be worth more to the seller he preferred the cash to this living where 
that did not understand how to make itself precious to him that he discovered nothing more valuable in it was assuredly a defect of his competence but it takes a rogue to give more than he has how should he show respect when he did not have it nay hardly could have it for such a pack you behave egoistically when you respect each other neither as possessors nor as ragamuffins or workers but as part of your competence uh, useful bodies then you will neither give anything to the possessor proprietor for his possessions nor to him who works but only to him whom you require the north americans ask themselves do we require a king and answer not a farthing are he and his work worth to us if it is said that competition throws everything open to all the expression is not accurate and it is better put thus competition makes everything purchasable in abandoning it to them competition leaves it to their appraisal or their estimation and demands a price for it but the would-be buyers mostly lack the means to make themselves buyers they have no money for money then the purchasable things are indeed to be had for money everything is to be had but it is exactly money that is lacking where is one to get money this current or circulating property know then you have as much money as you have might for you count for as much as you make yourself count for one pays not with money of which there may come a lack but with his competence by which alone we are competent for one is proprietor only so far as the arm of our power reaches waitling has thought out a new means of payment work but the true means of payment remains as always competence with what you have within your competence you pay therefore think on the enlargement of your competence this being admitted they are nevertheless right on hand again with the motto to teach according to his competence who is to give to me according to my competence society then i should have to put up with its estimation rather i should take according to my competence all belongs to all this proposition springs from the same unsubstantial theory to each belongs only what he is competent for if i say the world belongs to me probably that too is empty talk which has a meaning only in so far as i respect no alien property but to me belongs only as much as i am competent for or have within my competence one is not worthy to have what one through weakness lets be taken from him one is not worthy of it because one is not capable of it they raise a mighty uproar over the wrong of a thousand years which is being committed by the rich against the poor as if the rich were to blame for poverty and the poor were not in like manner responsible for riches 
is there another difference between the two than that of competence and incompetence of the competent and incompetent wherein pray does the crime of the rich consist in their hard-heartedness but who then have maintained the poor who have cared for their nourishment who have given alms those alms that have even the name for mercy have not the rich been merciful at all times are they not to this day tender-hearted as poor taxes hospitals foundations of all sorts etc prove but all this does not satisfy you doubtless then they are to share with the poor now you are demanding that they shall abolish poverty aside from the point that there might be hardly one among you who would act so and that this one would be a fool for it do ask yourselves why should the rich let go their fleeces and give up themselves thereby pursuing the advantage of the poor rather than their own you who have your fellow daily are rich above thousands who live on four groschen is it for your interest to share with the thousands or is it not rather for theirs with competition is connected less the intention to do the thing best than the intention to make it as profitable as productive as possible hence people study to get into the civil service pot-boiling study study cringing and flattery routine and acquaintance with business work for appearance hence while it is apparently a matter of doing good service in truth only a good business and earning of money are looked out for the job is done only ostensibly for the job's sake but in fact on account of the grain that it yields one would indeed prefer not to be censored but one wants to be advanced one would like to judge administer etc according to his best convictions but one is afraid of transference or even dismissal one must above all things live thus these goings on are a fight for dear life and in gradation upward for more or less of a good thing and yet withal their whole round of toil and care brings in foremost only bitter life and bitter poverty all the bitter painstaking for this restless acquisition does not let us take breath take a calm enjoyment we do not get the comfort of our possessions but the organization of labor touches only such labors as others can do for us slaughtering tillage etc the rest remain egoistic because no one can in your steed elaborate your musical compositions carry out your projects of painting etc nobody can replace raphael's labors the latter are labors of a unique person which only he is competent to achieve while the former deserves to be called human since what is anybody's own in them is of slight account and almost any man can be trained to it now as society can regard only labours for the common benefit human labours 
he who does anything unique remains without its care nay he may find himself disturbed by its intervention the unique person will work himself forth out of society all right but society brings forth no unique person hence it is at any rate helpful that we come to an agreement about human labours that they may not as under competition claim all our time and toil so far communism will bear its fruits for before the dominion of the commonality even that for which all men are qualified or can be qualified was tied up to a few and withheld from the rest it was a privilege to the communality it looked equitable to leave free all that seemed to exist for every man but because left free it was yet given to no one but rather left to each to be got hold of by this human power by this the mind was turned to the acquisition of the human which henceforth beckoned to every one and there arose a movement which one hears so loudly bemoaned under the name of materialism communism seeks to check its course spreading the belief that the human is not worth so much discomfort and with sensible arrangements could be gained without the great expense of time and powers which has hitherto seemed requisite but for whom is time to be gained for what does man require more time than is necessary to refresh his wearied powers of labour here communism is silent for what to take comfort in himself as the unique after he has done his part as a man in the first joy over being allowed to stretch out their hands toward everything human people forget to want anything else and they competed away vigorously as if the possession of the human were the goal of all our wishes but they have run themselves tired and are gradually noticing that possession does not give happiness therefore they are thinking of obtaining the necessary by easier bargain and spending on it only so much time and toil as its indispensableness exacts riches fall in price and contended poverty the carefree ragamuffin becomes the seductive ideal should such human activities that every one is confident of his capacity for be highly salaried and sought for with toil and expenditure of all life forces even in the everyday form of speech if i were a minister or even sir that it should go quite otherwise that confidence expresses itself that one holds himself capable of playing the part of such a dignitary one does get a perception that to things of this sort there belongs no uniqueness but only a culture which is attainable even if not exactly by all at any rate by many i e that for such a thing one need only be an ordinary man end of section twenty nine recording by elaine webb bristol england